I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hello and welcome to the Art of Decluttering podcast. I'm your host, Amy Ravel. It is so good to be in your ears. I'm pretty excited about today's episode. We're talking about obligation and not just the theory of obligation, but I've got some really poignant examples of ways that one of my children has really taught me, particularly in the last week, around obligation and around um, amazing ways to handle obligation. So today's episode easily could have been called Be More Like Jesse." Um, but before we start, I want to feed back on some of my accountability things. My striped carry-on bag has been binned. I feel like I may have told you that in another episode, but, you know, I have forgotten. So I wanted to tell you that. I still haven't sold our or donated our mobile phone that I need to do. That's on my to-do list for the next week. So I'm going to do that. Um, thank you so much. So many of you have been leaving amazing reviews on Apple Podcasts, the US, Australia, and many other countries. Please keep them coming. Um, when you move your feed on a podcast provider, like there's an RSS feed, and because this year the Art of Decluttering is on a new feed, and this is probably our or maybe fourth different time, it just happens in podcast land, it's just part of it, um, but you lose all your old reviews. So I'm loving the fact that you guys are, you know, really helping me out and rating and reviewing the show because it does help others to find this show. So a couple of months ago, <clears throat> my sister Claire, um, she has a son, Zeke, who's the same year level as Jesse at school. So they're in year 11. She took them to the movies. And before she went to the movies, because she's not a fool, she's not going to pay $12 for three Maltesers at the candy bar, she took them to Coles. And she took them to Coles and said, hey, guys, my shout, go and pick some lollies or something that you want to eat during the movie. And Jesse said, no, thanks. And she's like, no, it's my shout. Go for it. Pick whatever you want. And he's like, oh, I don't really need them. Like, I don't really need something to eat. I'm happy to wait till dinner. I'm not really that hungry and I don't really need lollies. And she was really miffed by it because, like, what kid, when offered to buy lollies to take into the movie, says, no, thank you. Um, and I remember her telling me after it happened and she reminded it of reminded me of it this morning um, because Jesse doesn't feel a high sense of obligation when he's offered things. And I saw the most incredible example of this just a few days ago. On Sunday, one of our good friends, Charles, 
came up and said to Jesse, we're at church, and he came up and said, so first of all, he said to me, let me paint the full picture. So there's a guy at our church, Mark, and he's a shoe guy. And he has the most incredible shoes. I look at them every Sunday and think, oh my gosh, his shoes are incredible. I wish I could wear shoes that were that cool. Uh, And when he's getting a new pair, he'll sometimes pass his pairs down to Charles. And then when Charles gets a pair from Mark, he'll pass his on to someone else. Like it's this pay it forward thing that is like this underground man movement at my church. So Charles comes up to me and says, hey, I've got a pair of Jordans. Um, They're as new. Would it be okay if I offered them to Jesse? I said, oh, that would be amazing. Like my boys are so into basketball that that's incredible. And then I thought I better word Charles up that Jesse is a no obligation person. And so I said to Charles, look, if for some reason Jesse doesn't want them, he'll be honest with you and he'll tell you. So please don't be offended if he says thanks, but no thanks. And he kind of was like, oh, yeah, that's fine. Sure. Like I I reckon it was a why would anyone say no? Like because that's that's my response. Why would anyone say no? But I worded him up. And so then I see him go over and he starts talking to Jesse and I get distracted and I don't hear anything more about it. About an hour and a half later, I say to Jesse, so we're still there, I say to Jess, oh, did Charles talk to you about something special? And he's like, oh, yeah, he offered me a pair of Jordans. And I go, mate, that's so exciting. And he goes, oh, I said no. I said, what, what, what did you say no for? And he said, but I already have a pair of shoes. Now, friends, he was being truthful. He has a pair of shoes because Jesse is a minimalist. He is minimalist far beyond anything I've ever attempted. He's not a minimalist because of me. He's a minimalist because that's his own intrinsic values and perspective and he's incredible. But he he literally said no to an as-new pair of incredible Jordans because in his mind he was like, I already own a pair of shoes. I have one pair of feet and one pair of shoes and I can't wear two pairs of shoes at the same time. So why would I need two pairs of shoes? Now I do have to say he has a pair of basketball boots um, that are really good. He's got an ankle injury. So he has a really good pair of basketball boots, but he only wears them at basketball. So he has one pair of shoes that he wears for the rest of the week, month, year. And so not because he didn't think the Jordans were awesome, not because he doesn't look up to Charles and just think he's the bomb. He just kind of didn't feel like he needed them and so he said no thank you so I want to tell you another story Jesse and I were out clothes shopping he needed new socks and I had looked at his wardrobe and thought gosh the kid needs some more t-shirts and shorts because he's always like rummaging through making sure the washing's up to date because he just doesn't have that excess he doesn't have enough to get him through a week without having to do washing so we're at the shops and I'm saying hey mate why don't you pick a couple of pairs of shorts and a couple of t-shirts your choice whatever you like and his response was I don't need shorts and T-shirts. I just need socks. And I was like, mate, no, 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 because I've seen that it get your shorts and T-shirts get really low and you don't have enough to get you like through a full school week. And his response was, I actually don't need more clothes, mum. What I need to do is do the washing more often. All right, so we're talking about a teenage boy being offered, here, we're in a shop, mate, pick whatever you would like and I will buy them for you. In my opinion, he needed them. 
But in his opinion, there was actually a different solution. And that was that he was, because he does the washing in our house, which regular listeners will know, he just needed to do the washing more often. I tried to convince him. I stood in the shops and tried to convince my child to let me buy him new clothes. He refused. I then said, well, I'm just going to buy them and put them in your wardrobe. And he just looked at me and he's like, mum, I don't need them. You're wasting your money. I don't need them. So for him though, like this is a conversation I had with my sister. She was like, is it about the money for him? I said, no, for him, it's about need. He doesn't need them because there is another solution and he doesn't want to complicate his life. And so, you know, standing in that shop, I had to think, why am I annoyed at my child at this point? Why am I annoyed? And so we come back to this idea of obligation. Why do we feel obligated when someone offers us something? So when he's offered lollies at Coles, when he's offered a pair of beautiful shoes from someone he respects, when I offer to buy him new clothes, why does he manage to manage, you know, manage internally that sense of obligation, whereas so many of us don't, can't, don't have the tools, the stories I'm telling you, you're thinking, oh, he's so unique, that's, that's just Jesse. But I think there's a real lesson to be learned. I think that maybe there's a little bit of be more like Jesse in all of us. I was talking to my sister Beck and she described it as he'll be sitting on an aeroplane and everyone else is eating peanuts because that's what they were given and he's sitting there happily not eating peanuts because he doesn't feel like peanuts, whereas everyone else is like, oh, I was given free peanuts. I guess I better eat peanuts. <laughs> so why do we accept stuff? I think there's three main reasons that we accept free stuff. I think there's three main reasons that underlie our sense of obligation. So let's take a quick break and I'm going to be back before you know it with some strategies to overcome these reasons that we feel obligated so that you too can be a little bit more like Jesse. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. So why do we accept free stuff? The first one is obligation. And I think that obligation comes out of a sense of not wanting to hurt the giver's feelings. Maybe you feel like it's socially unacceptable to say no. And 
it may feel like that. It may feel like, oh, if I say no to my dad offering me this or my sister or my work colleague or someone that I might hurt their feelings. But I'm going to share in a minute some ways that I think Jesse handles that really well, that he doesn't hurt your feelings and he doesn't um, he doesn't leave it on you to feel bad. So we're going to talk about that. I think another reason that we accept free stuff is because of its potential. Like I might use it. I might restore it. I might be able to give it to someone else. I guess I could eat some lollies. I guess, yeah, maybe I do feel like peanuts or maybe if I have the peanuts now, that'll save me getting hungry later when I may not be able to find something later. And I think there's, uh, there's so much truth in the potential because they are the stories we tell ourselves that we might use it, we might restore it, we might need it. So I'm going to talk to you about how to overcome that. And the third one, I debated whether or not to call it what I think it is, but I'm going to, and I think it's greed. And I think there's also a scarcity mindset. If I say no, what if I never have the opportunity to own this again, to have this again? So it's a bit like the peanuts on the airplane. If I don't eat the peanuts now, what am I going to do when I'm hungry in an hour? Or Jesse, if I don't take the lollies when I'm in the movies, am I going to regret it? Or if I say no to the shoes and I outgrow my one pair of shoes in two months, am I going to think, gee, I wish that I had said yes to those shoes? Sometimes I think too, perhaps there's a little bit of um, an internal an internal struggle with social capital of thinking, am I going to be cooler? Am I going to have more stuff? Like if I own this, is there a, is there a little bit of social capital in owning something? Um, I'm going to, I'm not going to dig too deep into that one because I think there's a whole episode in how we perceive having stuff in society and about scarcity mindset. But I want to talk about how Jesse handled obligation, potential and greed and scarcity mindset so we can be a little bit more like Jesse. So the first one, um, first thing that Jesse did is he was honest. Thank you for thinking of me. Like that is a really honest way to start any conversation where someone offers you something free. Oh, thanks for thinking of me. Oh, that's really generous. Because then you're acknowledging the giver before. So your acknowledgement of the giver is not based on your response. It's based on the act of the giver. It's based on their intention. It's based on their thoughtfulness and their kindness and their generosity. And so being honest right at the start before you have any response validates what they're doing without it being tied to your response. You might be able to ask yourself in this honesty, you're saying to yourself, do I genuinely need this? Will I use it in the next six months? So someone is offering you something, you think, oh, maybe I could use it, but are you going to use it in the next six months? Is it worth saying yes if you don't have a plan to use it? And I think in the honesty, I also want you to be more like Charles when he was offering those basketball boots to Jesse. Be more like Charles. Offer with freedom and grace. So when I spoke to Charles after Jesse had said no, I went up to him and I said, I know I warned you, but like, I'm, I'm sorry. Like I was apologizing on Jesse's behalf, which is totally inappropriate because I didn't need to do that. But what Charles said was it, it, it actually was the precipice for me wanting to record this episode is he said, I love Jesse even more for the fact that he could say no. Because what that actually did was reinforce their relationship. It reinforced the honesty. It reinforced the, I can offer this to someone without thinking, oh, they're just going to take it out of obligation. And he goes, I actually love Jesse more. 
And I think we need to be more like Jesse, but we also need to be more like Charles where we offer things with freedom and we give grace. The next way that you could be more like Jesse is to just take a moment. Consider the implications of the choice that you're making. You're making a sacrifice of space when you say yes to something free. How are you going to store it? Are you going to use it? Are you going to be able to use it? And is there other things in the house that you're then not going to use? Or how are you going to maintain it? How are you going to do the upkeep of whatever this item is? I want you to think through the whole journey of that item once it enters your house. It's not just about that moment where you say yes to someone. It's actually about the full life cycle of whatever it is that you're saying yes to. If it's a piece of furniture, okay, where are you going to store it? Is there room for that? Do I need to then get rid of another piece of furniture? Does it need to be restored and therefore it needs to live in the garage and then the car can't fit in the garage and then I've got to find time to go and get the paint and the sandpaper and do the job? You've got to think through the whole life cycle. And then you're going to ask a question and you're not going to ask the question of the giver. You've got to ask a question of myself, of yourself. If this wasn't free, would I say yes? And I think what that does is it takes away the shininess of free stuff and it makes it about do I need this, will I use this, do I love this. There's so many reasons to say yes but when you say yes, I want you to say yes without that sense of obligation. Now the end of the story is I was having a chat to Jesse and I you know, said to him when I spoke to him that a bit later, hey, you know, tell me a bit about what he said. No, and he said, oh, I already have a pair of shoes and these shoes are fine and when these shoes wear out, I'll just get a new pair of shoes. I don't need more than one pair of shoes. And so for him, I I then had a conversation. I said, that's awesome, mate. Like I totally respect that and Charles respects that. Like I'm really proud of you for making, you know, a choice that you feel confident with. And then I also said to him, so you are allowed to have more than one pair of shoes, mate. Just just trying to help him make sure that he didn't have the faulty mindset around it. You are allowed to have more than one pair of shoes. And I said, you know, the shoes that you wear are awesome. They're runners. You go running in them. You play sport in them at school. You wear them to school every day. You know, when you're hanging out with your mates, you wear them. What these shoes are is these are kind of special shoes. So you'd wear them, you know, when you go to church, when you, you know, go to the movies. They're not the same as like a pair of runners. And he thought about it and he's like, oh, right, so I could like, wear these shoes when I'm doing exercise and the other shoes can be more like a fashion shoe. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I said, you don't need to say yes, but I just wanted you to feel free. And so this is what I love too, is he then went back to Charles and said, would it be okay if I changed my mind? And Charles being the incredible man he is said, of course, mate. Now I love the whole cycle of that story. I love that it started with a thoughtful no without a sense of obligation, that there was Charles with freedom and grace and then Jesse going away and thinking about it and thinking, actually, I would use those. I would like them. You know, he didn't not like the shoes. He, he was purely because he didn't think he needed them and he didn't need them. Like that's the honest truth is he has a pair of shoes, but he's going to enjoy them. He's going to use them and he is going to, you know, have a smile on his face when he wears them. He's, he, he's going to love them. And so I have been exploring in my own heart a lot of stuff around obligation. Um, I think it's really key when we're working with our clients at the Art of Decluttering, when people say to us, oh, before you take it to the op shop, I'm just going to offer it to my friends. Like, okay, you can totally do that and your friends are free to say yes. But do you think that your friend may accept it out of obligation? 
do you think maybe then that you're passing your clutter onto them or that you're deferring the decision to declutter it from you to your friend? Now your friend has to decide what to do with it. And so even though you may be getting good at obligation and saying no when you want to say no and feeling free to say no, I also want you to consider when you offer free stuff to others how you can be more like Charles, how you can offer with grace and freedom and be okay with whatever the answer is, but also be okay with people changing their mind. Either way, they might take it and then a week later go, you know how you gave me those earrings from Nana? I actually don't think I'm going to wear them. And so would you like me to give them back to you or would you like me to pass them on to someone else or donate them? So there's the freedom for them to change their mind that they don't want it now and the freedom to change their mind and go, hey, any chance you still do have that thing? Because I've been thinking about it and I really would love to display that in my house, wear it, keep it, have it as a memento. I hope that is helpful. I hope that you can be more like Jesse and more like Charles and deal with free stuff and obligation in a really healthy way. If this has been an episode where you're like, you want to have your own yes button and you want to be hitting it going, oh, yes, that is me. That's something I need to work on. I'd love you to come over to my Facebook community and let me know. Just find us at the Art of Decluttering community on Facebook. I've really enjoyed sharing this with you. Um, Jesse. thank you for being incredible and unique and confident and not feeling obligated. Um, I'm so proud of you, mate. And I love the lessons that I learned just from being curious about what happens around me and watching and taking it in and then, then reflecting upon that myself. You guys are awesome. I really, really love being able to be in your ears. Thank you for your time. I will see you again next week. And until then, enjoy the freedom. I would like to acknowledge the Wurundjeri people who are the traditional custodians of the land this podcast is recorded on. I would also like to pay respects to their elders, both past and present of the Kulin Nation, and extend that respect to other Indigenous Australians. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you enjoyed today's episode, I would love you to rate and review the show on your podcast app. That will help others to find the Art of Decluttering podcast as well. If you'd like any more information, you can visit theartofdecluttering.com.au and I would love to see you in my Facebook group. Just search The Art of Decluttering community on Facebook and join today. I hope that you have an incredible rest of your day and enjoy the freedom. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 